Hey Alpha Females, this is Katie Freeman. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, this week is a special one because I'm gonna be interviewing my mother, Debbie. So uh, welcome the woman, the myth, the legend, Debbie Freeman. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Thank you, Katie. I really appreciate being on your podcast and I'm so proud of you for doing this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Uh, so let's get right into it. Why don't you tell me a bit about your sorority involvement during college? I went to Cal State Northridge and the reason that I chose that university was because it was near my parents' house and I could commute there. Uh, it wouldn't be difficult for me to get to classes. Um, I was first generation uh, college, I was first generation college student. So it was, you know, navigating um, new territory that I, I wasn't sure uh, how to do it. I didn't have a lot of guidance. And um, although I didn't, uh, come from a family of <clears throat> college students. My parents encouraged me to go to college and had planned for me to go to college and also encouraged me to participate in extracurricular activities. My dad always said, um, you know, the school is the important thing, but the extracurriculars make it fun. So when I chose Cal State Northridge, I looked into sorority recruitment and participated. And at that time, sorority recruitment was prior to classes starting. So by the time classes started, I was already a new member. Uh, so joining a sorority was um, very exciting for me. And I saw a bunch of women who were vibrant and involved, and I wanted to be part of that. So once I got involved, um, one of the first offices I held as a new member was the Panhellenic Delegate position. And that was rewarding, but I wanted to be more uh, focused on my sorority. So the next year, I ran for a chapter relations office. It was the sophomore representative on chapter relations. Uh, after that, I ran for the vice president position of chapter relations. And after that, uh, I ran for president and was voted in as president. So that kind of covered the, the five years of my college experience. And did you live in the house? I did. Um, we had a, a small residential house and local rules uh, allowed only for five uh, unrelated people to live in the house at a time. We did have a three bedroom and as president, I was offered um, to uh, live in the single room the year before I shared a room with another sister. So... Tell me, what are your favorite collegiate memories? Well, thinking back several years ago, uh, but thinking back, and I guess maybe chronologically, uh, the new member welcome event. Um, I had just gotten my bid to membership and I accepted. And the sorority invited us new members and our parents, if they were able to come, to a little reception at the house. Again, the house was very small, so it was out in the paved-over parking lot, in the, which was the backyard of the house. The sorority women uh, stood in a circle. We were, as new members, invited to join that circle, and then the, the parents just kind of stood out around that. And uh, the members sang us some of their their uh, sorority songs, some of the ones that they you know sang during recruitment, others other songs that they just sang, and it just felt so warm and welcoming. And it was such, it was so important for me to have my parents there because they were so supportive of this, and yet it was so foreign to them. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, not going to college, not being in a sorority, just, you know, working, working, working their whole lives. And, um, you know, to see uh, their pride, the pride in their faces, to see me starting this journey uh, was very, um, very memorable and very heartwarming. And I love that. <laughs> um, other memories is um, your father pinned me and the pinning ceremony was kind of a big deal. The sorority would have, like if, 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 a, if one of our sisters got lot if they you <laughs> could like get terms we yeah. need to teach them first to be like what is all this so so <laughs> if you, you want to go into how maybe you met dad and that could be part of the collegiate memories well i mean it was at a sorority fraternity mixer it, it was so it was. definitely it definitely fits <laughs> it, it does it does it does and uh you know, that's kind of the highlight, some of the highlights of um, the sorority, the, the collegiate experience were all of the fun social events and the fun social events yeah. uh, were varied. It wasn't just with fraternities, but yeah. um, every semester we would vote to have two exchanges. We called them exchanges at the time. Now they're uh, called socials just for anybody or maybe Doesn't mixers or mixers. Yeah. yeah. I've, I mean, I remember when I was going through, it was called socials. So yeah. And that's anyway. where just, uh, our sorority would get together socially with one fraternity. It would t- typically be at the fraternity house. Um, and it's just an opportunity to get to know the men of that house for them to get to know, uh, you know, your sorority and um, it was mandatory that we would stay two hours because that was considered to be a gracious amount of time and a sufficient amount of time to meet the young men and be sociable. And if you didn't hit it off with anybody or you didn't feel that comfortable, you only had to stay two hours. But that was, <laughs> that was the commitment, the two-hour commitment. Um, so at this- And that's just general good life advice. If you get invited to a party- if you don't at least stay two hours, it's kind of rude, you know? Exactly. You're just kind of passing through. That's not really staying for a party. Exactly. So it's, defi- it's definitely applicable to real life situations. <laughs> anyway, continue. One of the beauty- beautiful parts of being in yes. a sorority is it prepares you for real life in yeah. so many different ways, including social. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so this one particular exchange, social slash mixer, um, was with your father's fraternity, uh, and that was the night I met him, and needless to say, we hit it off, um, and as, as we were dating, um, he, he could have given me a lavalier, and a lavalier would have been the the letters of his fraternity, and, and, you know, I or other people who are dating somebody might get a lavalier. Like a necklace pendant, basically. Thank you. A necklace pendant with the letters of their fraternity. And if a young man gave you his letters, it was kind of uh, exclusively dating. Mm-hmm. You were exclusively dating. And if you got lavaliered, as in a mm-hmm. verb, <laughs> you would have uh, a lavalier ceremony. And the lavalier ceremony for us at the time was you got uh, like a basket of flowers, something that you could uh, put a candle in the middle. And we had a particular song that we would all sing. And it would typically be after a meeting. So after a meeting, the, the flowers would be delivered or somebody would bring them in. And everyone was excited because they knew something was going to happen. So... The, the, the ceremony involved the flowers, we would all stand in, in a circle and the flowers uh, would be held by someone, the candle was lit, and then the flowers were passed around the circle. They would make one full circle while we all sang that particular song. Then on the second round, if the girl who got lavaliered uh, on that again the second time around she would blow out the candle and that meant she got lavaliered <laughs> this it, is not an engagement not an engagement this is just you got a boyfriend congratulations exclusive 
exclusively and he oh my gosh exclusively Wild. exclusively <laughs> dating and he wanted to give you his fraternity lavalier yeah, yeah. okay so if it went around <laughs> a second time and the girl blew the candle out that meant she got pinned and, and pinned that, and pinning is where the young man gives you his fraternity badge and you get to wear his badge lower into the left of your badge anytime you're wearing pin clothes. And what's the difference between getting lavaliered and getting pinned? Like so, these are all terms <laughs> I never dealt with when I was a collegian. I never I never saw anybody get pinned or lavaliered. Oh. Never. So pin, uh, so pinned is kind of more serious kind of pr- we're not engaged, it's not engagement, but we are kind of promised pre-engaged to each other like we are no this is going to happen it's just not the right time yet right so we're still in college we're still figuring it out yeah so I got pinned and and in the five years that I was in the sorority I was the only woman to get pinned wow men did not men young men did not give up their pins (laughs) several girls got lavaliered and several (laughs) girls got engaged so on on the third round if the girl blew out the candle at the third round, that means she got engaged. Oh, I see. That wow. was an that was an engagement. She had an engagement ring. Okay. And that did happen a couple of times okay. in my in my five years. Okay. And as soon as the girl blew it out, well, you know, everyone came up to her mm-hmm. and they were all excited and it was it was it was wonderful. So Yeah. So you had that ceremony for when dad lavaliered and then pinned you no he only pinned me. oh he only pinned you only okay. pinned me gotcha um so he skipped the lavalier point oh we skipped the lavalier <laughs> lavalier schmavalier <laughs> um okay so uh tell me more about any other collegiate memories that stand out to you yeah well um I had the opportunity to attend international convention which is a meeting of all of the collegiate and alumni chapters uh, every other year. And what uh, there were a couple of things that I remembered about that particular convention. One of the events was they had our past international presidents gathered in a room and anyone could attend and you you know, go into the room and the past international presidents, we called them Pips Mm -hmm. for short. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of Pips story time. Oh yeah, they still do that. Yeah. (laughs) This, when I went, it was more of an intimate room. It wasn't like the big, yeah. Now they, I've seen how they've changed it through the years, but at the time it was just a kind of a small conference room interesting okay and uh a conference room it was like a a, that's small it was a small conference very small yeah okay that's and and the pips were on chairs sitting on comfortable chairs and uh anyone else who wanted to attend i guess they had chairs in the background but the collegian and i was a collegian at the time uh were expected to sit on the floor kind of story time (laughs) story time in kindergarten but it was it was great because Typically, these women were older women, maybe in their 60s yeah. through 80s, mm-hmm. well enough to attend, uh, but they'd been in the sorority for years. And just to hear the stories of their days as a collegian. Yeah. it. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now just remembering <laughs> that feeling of, again, first-gen college, mm-hmm. n- no experience with their sorority, and to be able to be in a room with sisters from all over the country and mm-hmm. Canada, making us international, yeah, uh, and to hear these women who have lived our sorority their entire adult life, mm-hmm. and, and they're still living it, and they've devoted so much of their time. I mean, they just have a wealth of knowledge and experiences, and many of them were very engaging individuals with these entertaining stories and again it was kind of the 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 common bond that they were able to communicate with us yeah uh so that was one of the memories of convention the other memory i had of convention that i still treasure is um 
So our sorority, probably like many, is divided up into regions. Mm-hmm. And we had a small, you know, regional get together. Uh, but after kind of the little business we had in the room of one of our regional officers, uh, you know, people kind of went back and were doing other things that they wanted to do. And I kind of hung out. And uh, to have the ability and, and the time uh, and the opportunity to chat with these regional members, mm-hmm. they weren't international presidents, they were regional officers that, you know, were closer to us that lived in our area that maybe would come to visit our chapter. But typically these people are well-known sisters in the fraternity. Like they have done their time. Like they are, you know, in it for life. And typically they are very well-known in that region. They were so well known that <laughs> you you knew their names before yeah. you knew who they were because yeah. their names were on the new member test. <laughs> so so you had memorized their yeah. names, you had memorized how to spell their names, yeah. and you passed the test. Um, and then to be able to sit with them at convention yeah. in a hotel room and chat with them. It's kind of like you're with a celebrity almost. Like... <laughs> A celebrity, but a down-to-earth celebrity yeah, yeah. who's going to, again, share their collegiate experiences yeah. with you. And here you are, you know, relating and kind of picturing yourself in the future as an alumna. And what does that mean for them? And how how is that going to mean? What is that going to mean for you? But yeah, if, you're, if your name is the answer on a question on a test... <laughs> Um, for your sorority, I think you've made it in terms of being active and, you know, being well known within your sorority. So, yeah, absolutely. And not as, not a specific event, but the more I think about it, the more I realize that without the sorority, I, it, it just took my life in a completely different path without the sorority I can't imagine what my life would be like Mm -hmm. because it was a commuter school that I went to yeah and I would have driven to to classes uh I would have gone to classes I would have studied I would have worked because I was working the whole time too not full-time just part-time um and then I would have gone home but uh maybe because it was a commuter campus it wasn't that easy like people weren't just hanging around right. and groups i would have had to really work hard to find a place and yep and the sorority made everything i did at university either more successful or more meaningful mm-hmm. with all of the support I had and the encouragement and the rewards I got for getting good grades Mm -hmm. for um you know the leadership opportunities uh for learning a little bit more about the social graces uh planning big events Mm -hmm. um yeah it just it was business meetings what to wear to a business meeting how Robert's rules of order work. <laughs> That's so true. That's yeah. so true. Um, how to, you know, the importance of writing thank you notes when, mm-hmm. when someone does something kind for you. We had a little thing called roses and thorns. And um, if we had time during our meeting, and we, had, we didn't do it every meeting, but every once in a while we would do it, people would pass a little basket and write little things. and And you would say, you know, I want to send a rose, you know, to Sister uh, Beth because she really helped me out this week studying for my test or, or um, you know, my car broke down and she came to get me to make sure I got to today's meeting and, you know. But what were the thorns? <laughs> oh. Uh, roses and thorns. <laughs> roses and thorns. Yeah, I think the thorns tended to be like directed to external things oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't like a grieving thing okay. or, or a, a you know uh it could have been something funny like you know my professor really 
you know, ticked me off this week. Or oh, okay. he gave us a, a you know, a, a pop quiz that we weren't expecting. And I'm going to send him thorns, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. But, That's funny. Yeah. But that, to me, is... Uh, a, a way to kind of live in the moment and be sure to mm-hmm. thank people for and you know recognize them for something uh positive that has happened to you even though it might be small like don't be afraid to here's here's the great things that can come of recognizing that and you never know how that can influence somebody's day you know they could be having a really rough day and that would be the thing to change it for them so yeah so any other collegiate memories you'd like to mention? Oh, (laughs) here's a collegiate memory. Um, And, and it's kind of because uh, my sorority gave me so many opportunities to um, be successful and to get exposed, not only to, um, the university in many ways, but uh, different clubs. So because I was able to excel academically, I was invited into some of the honor societies, including Order of Omega and Blue Key. Mm. And through Blue Key, I was also a vice president for a time. Okay. Uh, And I think because of my sorority and uh, university involvement, I came to the attention of our Dean of Students. And this was back in 1984. And we happened to be in Los Angeles. And LA was host to the 1984 Olympics. So the LA Olympic Organizing Committee went to all the universities, the Dean of Students at all the universities in SoCal, USC, UCLA, Cal State Northridge, and you know, all the others and asked them for names of their um, students that they would recommend to help participate in the ceremonies. My name was on that list for Cal State Northridge. And so I was invited. I got a letter from Mr. Peter Uberoth inviting me to participate <laughs> in, in the ceremonies and just to be part of the, the games for those two weeks. And I... I, I I took advantage of that opportunity and uh, it was an amazing opportunity. And it, that was because of the sorority. What did you right? do for the Olympics? Um, I had a choice of roles. Um, when they interviewed us, they gave us kind of like a little job description of like, I don't know, there were 10 or 12 different things I could have done. Well, part of it was, you know, being a trumpeter for the, for the, <laughs> Well, I don't play. You don't play trumpet. I don't play a trumpet. So that one's off. (laughs) And there were some other ones like a flag bearer. So you had to raise a flag. And I thought, oh, that's too much pressure. I don't want to do that. And uh, one of the jobs was being a metal bearer. And I had been in drill teams. So I figured I knew how to march and I knew how to stand straight and, you know, kind of be in front of a crowd. And so this was, you know, wear a uniform and, you know, hold this pillow on your arms and they put flowers across your arms and then they put as many, like three or six or however many medals on you. I was the tallest of the group, so I held the bronze medals. And during the uh, award ceremony for whatever sport you were uh, assigned to, uh, you would, as the trumpeters were trumpeting and the flag bearers were running the flags up the flagpole, we walked out and held the pillows so that the uh, person could take the medal off of the pillow and put it on uh, the winners around the winners' necks. The Olympians. The Olympian yes. winners' necks. So that was amazing. And then <laughs> uh, I also got to march in the closing ceremonies. You got where to dance to uh, Lionel Richie's yeah. uh, All Night Long. All Night Long. <laughs> and I got to dance with a bunch of fabulous athletes from all over the world. <laughs> and um, yeah, there were a lot of good looking people on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> We were uh, there for the fencing and art uh, for the fencing um, 
event, we'd gotten there early and the men's volleyball team had just won. And of course, you know, we were coming in the back because we were, you know, staff kind of thing. Yeah. And we got to go into the media room when they were being interviewed. So that was a very exciting memory too. <laughs> All because of my sorority. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And the advantages I took that were offered to me because of the sorority. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's, that's a great, those are great memories. Um, thank you so much for going over all of your collegiate experiences. Um, now let's kind of move on to alumni life. Um, so tell me about what your involvement during your alumni life so far has been like, and what are your favorite alumna memories? Once I graduated college, I joined our local alumni chapter and uh, just was a member for a little while, but got involved with uh, the my uh, same chapter as an advisor. I was a new your member. Chapter. My collegiate chapter. Okay, so you were involved in your alumni chapter in as that same area. So, yeah. Um, and then, if you can hear our cat in the background, I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, so you were involved in the alumni chapter and then the collegiate chapter, but as an advisor now. Right. Okay. So uh, the collegiate chapter ha- has advisors. You've probably mentioned that aspect of sorority life. Actually, not yet. Not but I yet. will cover it. Okay. I will in a future episode. <laughs> so tune in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, new member class uh, needed an advisor. And interestingly enough, I had never been uh, a part of the new member education, right? I was more chapter relations and, and Panhellenic and president. Uh, so I thought that would be a great way to support the chapter uh, in, in what they needed. And so on Monday nights, I would drive back to the university and we would have new member meetings. Um, so that was a great experience. I just, I just did that one year. And then after that, our alumni chapter needed a president. And so I served as president for two years. Okay. And then after that, I kind of took a break from the alumni chapter, uh, from the collegiate chapter. Well, I took a break from both actually. Oh, okay. I took a break from both because, um, my career was kind of taking off and, uh, we were starting. And how old were you around the time uh, you took a break? I was probably 29 or 30. Okay. And, uh, that was about the time I had you. <laughs> <laughs> and so between working. Other full, things to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Between working full time and, um, starting a family, uh, it just felt like it was too much for me to do. Um, but I still kept in touch with some of the sisters and, uh, got back into my alumni chapter when I was able to make a reconnection. Uh, you and I were looking for, uh, we went to like a college information night down at a local. So you took like a 15 year break. (laughs) I did. Your break. <laughs> I did. It was. It was okay. quite. It was quite a break. Yeah. We also moved. Okay. In that yeah. time frame, we That's moved. True. We That's moved true. away from uh, being so close to uh, the collegiate chapter and the you know kind of the home base of the alumni chapter. Yeah. And uh, um, so we were at a college information night for you, and mm-hmm. I happened to see a table that said Panhellenic. So. Uh, went over to that table and I introduced myself to the woman standing behind the table. And, uh, she was very gracious and lots of, she had lots of good information and she was very upbeat and positive. And I asked her what sorority she was in or if she was in a sorority, she said, Oh yes, I am. And I said, Oh, I am too. I said, what, what uh, sorority are you with? And she told me, and I said, that's my same sorority. This, this is oh Tam. my gosh. What? 
that's how you got back into it? Yeah. No freaking way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I reconnected with a local alumna and uh, I, I said, are you involved in any alumni chapter? And she said, yes. And she told me which one. I said, I used to be part of that chapter wow. too. And so we started swapping names That's and so funny and some of the names that oh i knew gosh. of the of the women that were involved were still involved so i got reconnected mm. and she and i would carpool because we're a little outside of the normal geography for that chapter alumni chapter uh anyway so <laughs> that is so crazy to me that it was kim it was that kim. was behind the table <laughs> It was Kim. Yeah, she is happy and upbeat and yeah. definitely friendly. So yeah. that's that's so funny that she's like yeah. the perfect spokeswoman for sorority life. Anyway, continue. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, once I got in, back involved with the local alumni chapter, um, I was chapter secretary for a while and and took notes of the meetings and such. Um, and then after that, I took on another Panhellenic alumni delegate position, and I did that for a little while. And then uh, most recently and currently, I am the treasurer for the chapter. And um, I've never really been a chap a, a treasurer, <laughs> but I am really connecting with the treasurer role. So. You're connecting with it. It speaks to you. <laughs> It's got clearly <laughs> defined tasks. It is very clear. <laughs> and uh, I'm very frugal, so I'm, you know, I'm watching the money. Thank and... God, because we need all the help we can get. That's great. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I guess you wanted me to talk about some favorite alumni Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell me about, memories. Uh, you know, any favorite alumni memories that stand out to you? Yeah. Well, uh attending convention mm-hmm. is is great though it's always a good time it's always it's exhausting but it's always a good time you don't sleep much there's no sleep at convention but you sleep afterwards and you're able to you know reminisce on all the fun memories you made but yeah go ahead tell me exactly. tell me about conventions you've been to um, well, the one I went to, it happened to be in Florida, and uh, I was representing the alumni chapter. I was a, a new alumna, and oh, okay. our our collegiate chapter won an award, and it won oh. it for one of like for the one of the years that I was president. Okay. So I felt very honored to uh, be able, I didn't represent the collegiate chapter, younger women did, but just to be there when our chapter, yeah, yeah, to be there when our chapter was recognized and know that, you know, at least half the work I did went into that, winning that chapter award. So that was neat. Um, I also got to do, uh, some founders day planning, Mm -hmm. um, initially, uh, with a, 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 under a different president. Uh, and then under you, yes, <laughs> as the most recent Founders Day, event. about ten years difference between the other president doing it and then when I did it, maybe more like twelve years actually. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. But it, again, um, being able to be part of hosting such a big event and being able to make it a success yes. is, um, it, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. We, we, you know, we're um, not a huge chapter, but in both cases, we kind of come together, we delegate um, duties, and uh, all roll up our sleeves and come together, and uh, you know, just kind of get to to bask in the day, knowing that we're honoring our founders. We're all coming together as sisters, and we happen to host that. Yeah, um, and Founders Day brings in women from all the collegiate chapters in the area. In this case, it would be Southern California area. So it was like San Diego, Long Beach, um, other universities in that SoCal area, and then same with the alumni chapters. So it draws a decent amount of people. I mean, at one point, I think it was drawing almost 500. Um, We were lucky to get 250 at the event that I um, organized. But, you know, it's post-COVID and that's, I think sorority life is going on a kind of downward turn at the moment. 
but it goes through cycles like this. It'll it'll get really popular and then it'll become less popular and then real popular and then not. And in one of those cycles of growing popularity uh, as an alumna, I had the opportunity and was invited to be the installation chairman for oh. a brand new chapter. Cal Poly Slow is kind of like in the middle of Central Valley. Our, us SoCal people were more involved in the uh, installation ceremony. <clears throat> and again, it was, uh, it was a huge event. Mm-hmm. A lot of people attended. Uh, it was installing a brand new chapter that had never been there before. Yeah. So there was a lot of local alumni support, but they needed somebody to organize the installation. And we had um, uh, uh, somebody from a headquarters, international headquarters, come to visit um, and actually perform the ritual installation. Wow. And uh, there were programs to be had. I organized the programs, uh, the physical program and the actual event um, kind of agenda of the day. Yeah. Um, and parents were there and all that. Families were there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and all the new sisters who were mm-hmm. just initiated. Yeah. Right. And just the local initi- alumni. Exactly. That's um, a big, big event. Yeah. We had a lot of flower, a lot of... Uh, flowers to get and arrange and and get things decorated and uh there were a lot of people that again a lot of people that came together um and it was a a a beautiful day yeah yeah and um I don't know one of my favorite alumni memories is being able to take you to convention (laughs) in Chicago in Chicago that was a good time and because neither of us were chapter representatives at oh we the just time. got to go have fun we just went for all the fun and we were able to connect with some other sisters one of which was the chapter advisor who was your chapter advisor Pat. yeah when you were an initiate and uh we uh organized a condo with her and mm-hmm. so we we roomed with fun people yep. and we commuted you know from <laughs> hotel to the uh, other hotel for the events with fun people, and it was uh, really special because we got to go the, to the ritual and the candle lighting ceremonies, and again, all the fun stuff, the banquets, <laughs> and we got to see some of Chicago because we were off having fun. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I mean, it was a great time. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So one of the more sacred aspects of being in a sorority is the act of ritual. Um, It is a monthly ceremony that sisters partake in. It basically helps ground us, remind us why we're there. Uh, It kind of reinforces the values of the sorority. Um, Typically, the ritual is closed to the public because it is supposed to be secret. So since it is such a unifying experience, Mom, why don't you tell me a bit about your favorite ritual experiences? So some of the most special moments I've had being in a sorority are related to ritual. Because we're in the same sorority, I was able to be at your initiation, which is the first time that ritual is revealed to new members. And I remember you were very nervous that day and leading up to it, um, as most members, uh, most new members are. But I do recall that you figured if I was there and I knew our ritual, it wouldn't be anything bad. So I think that helped you get through the nervousness of the day. But it was so special to be there when you were initiated. I too was nervous when I was a new member being initiated, Um, but my collegiate chapter president who initiated me had taken the time to memorize rituals so that when she initiated me in my new member class, she looked into each of our faces, not down at any written words. So that just made such an impact on me. I remember it to this day and um, I told myself as a collegiate that if I ever was chosen as president that I would make it my goal to memorize ritual and I did and I know some of the members that 
I initiated years later have made comments to me thanking me for that, that it made such an impact on them as well. And then another important ritual moment was when you, your grandma, your aunt, and I all traveled to Arizona to be at your cousin's initiation. It was so moving and so joyous for us to have the three generations there all sharing our special sorority ritual together. Okay, so thank you so much for taking me through that journey of collegiate and alumni memories. Uh, now let's move on to any advice you can offer. So let's start with collegians. Well, I guess I'd start with the basics. Okay. Keep your grades up. Yeah. Because if you don't keep your grades up, you can't stay in the sorority. That's very true. <laughs> they won't have you. There's a minimum GPA requirement for most every sorority. So this is very, very standard. Very foundational. Because all sororities know that grades are important. And you are there at university to get a degree. Yeah. And the sororities want to support you in that. So keep your grades up. That would be yeah. my first. You know, if there's any one out there that isn't already yet in a sorority, I would say consider the financial responsibilities yeah. before you join. Um, just because you don't want an added burden on yourself through your collegiate years. And, you know, just like college isn't for everybody, um, sorority isn't for everybody. And, it, you know, if you don't have family support or you don't have financial support to do that, um, you know, maybe it's not for you. And, you know, hopefully it is. Hopefully it is because everybody needs support. And, you know, the benefits of sorority um, to me outweigh the, the cost. Mm. The other uh, is so if you're already in mm -hmm. my advice to any collegiate member is get involved and involvement can be on so many different levels. Um, it doesn't have to be just an officer. Um, there's so many committees that a young woman can participate in. And there are so many different ways to get fulfillment in that. You could be uh, an alumni relations uh, committee. You could be on a homecoming committee. Um, you could be on social committee. You could be on uh, something like chapter relations or or uh, something more uh, focused on philanthropy or, mm -hmm. you know, there's just so much out there. I think it helps to connect you and give you, exposes you to new situations and uh, new experiences and new people. And that's what kind of the benefit of being in sorority is that exposure college exposes you a lot and sorority exposes you even more to all of those opportunities I think you get to learn about yourself yeah you get to learn about your strengths uh and in areas where you need to get stronger so ultimately at the end of the day get involved yeah and, and the sorority might even lead you into other things um student government mm-hmm or um, other honor societies or um, other clubs on campus that are kind of ancillary or uh, sitting site, you know, next to uh, Greek life and sorority. My first long-term job that lasted over like two years was, um, I found it actually through a sorority sister. She had posted about it in our Facebook uh, sorority group and I replied and she said, I want to give, you know, <laughs> special attention to any sisters who apply to this because it's my mom's company and I want it to be, you know, I want these jobs to be filled by people that are responsible and capable. And so, yeah, I, I got my first, I feel like a solid long-term job because of sorority. So you never know what doors you are never know. open for you. You never know. And their door, the, the doors are there. Yeah. The other bit of advice I would have college for collegians is realize that your sorority is not just for your college years. Mm -hmm. Sorority, your sorority, no matter which one it is, is there for you for your lifetime. And again, it 
can enrich your life and and bring you more shared joy and experiences and interaction with people uh, even after you leave college. Yeah. And if you move to a new city, um, usually there's an alumni chapter either in near the state capital of wherever you end up living or, you know, any major hubs typically have alumni chapters. Um, so it can be definitely a nice home base for you to feel like you have a sisterhood, uh, like a safety net for wherever you end up kind of, you know, it's, it's just nice to have that network. I feel like when you're going to somewhere you've never, you've never lived there before, you don't know anybody. It's nice to have that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So moving on to alumni life, what bits of advice would you offer somebody who was just initiated into alumni status or has been an alum for 10 years and is maybe thinking about getting back into it or somebody whose kids are now off to college and they're kind of bored and wanting to get back involved again? What, what bits of advice would you give to those people? I would say contact your local alumni chapter and... How uh, would you get that information? Just online? Yes. um, By looking up your sorority online, um, there usually is a list of alumni chapter. A chapter chapter. locator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can easily uh, get the link to your local chapter and reach out that way. Um, uh, Again, I think... So for me, you know, I took this significant break, but got back into it. And uh, I'm so glad I did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I have a, a special bonus, right? Because my eldest daughter happens to be in the same sorority. Mm-hmm. And so we get to share this together. Um, and... Uh, it, it's a kind of a family affair mm-hmm. for us, right? Because <laughs> your grandmother and your aunt and your cousin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I covered all that in episode one. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already listened. <laughs> but your sister happens to be a sorority woman uh, from a different sorority. So we're a panhellenic family. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Um, yeah, so, you know, get involved um, through your local alumni chapter. You can support the local collegiate chapter. Um, mm-hmm. You can do that just, uh, it might just be making them lunch during recruitment. It might be supporting the local chapter as an advisor if they need it. Yeah, it's really up to you how involved you want to get. And don't discount a little bit of help. They will usually take help when they can get it. I would also say look up to see if you can attend any Founders Day celebrations. They're usually held once a year. Um, And again, it's a great way to connect with sisters and kind of celebrate your sorority and its founding um, and just spend an afternoon once a year kind of basking in that, in that sorority's, uh, joy. Yeah. Um, and then I think my, my biggest advice for, uh, as an alumni is to encourage your family members to go Greek. (laughs) (laughs) And that might be, um, you know, your children, it it might, it might be your, your nieces and nephews, but, um, you know, just go Greek. That is, can't be stressed enough. <laughs> it was okay. my, it was my mantra for my little family and it worked. Uh, <laughs> clearly it did. <laughs> and we're all happier and better yeah. for it. Yeah. Becky loved her experience. She'll be a future uh, interview for this podcast as well. So somewhere down the line, we'll get to that. So let's kind of summarize everything. What does being in your sorority mean to you? I don't know what my life would be without it because mm-hmm. it the sorority I joined as 
um, a 17. 17. I I was 17. I was a 17 year old freshman (laughs) and I pledged at 17 and it, it just has kind of taken me on a lifelong journey. It hasn't been, you know, completely, uh, continuous. Um, but it, it, I knew it was there for me. Yeah. And, uh, I felt that really made my collegiate experience so successful. Uh, I ended up getting a 4.0, two semesters of my college experience. I graduated with honors. Um, I was very proud of that collegiate uh, experience. Um, And it gave me the opportunity for leadership. And I feel like everything I learned in the sorority, I have applied in my career or in my personal life or uh, just life in general. So I, I feel like I owe my sorority so much. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel, I know in a previous episode, you talked about you're always wearing your letters. Yeah. My mom's an avid listener. Um, and (laughs) so should you, uh, go ahead and click that subscribe button. (laughs) Yes, um, you are always wearing your letters. <laughs> and I feel like I always am wearing my letters, even, even yeah. you know, they're, they may not be visible, but they're, they're in my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sorority just can be there for you uh, your whole life with, uh, you know, the collegiate experience, which is so brief and so vibrant, but so short, relatively speaking. Uh, but it's it's always there because there's always sisters to connect with and there's always uh, activities to to join in and support. Mom, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope everybody listening got something out of it. Um, if you have any feedback or any questions, you can send them to alphafemalepod at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend ahead and... I'll see you next time, Alpha Females.